0: Warning, if you're faint of heart or easily offended, this show is not for you.
1: No, yeah, there are other players we won't allow back. Sure, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, and okay. I guess if mm. you really, and that's okay, mm. I, 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 you should interview people. Mm. I guess you are pressing me a little against the wall, mm. and I'm okay with that. So, if not being able to play right now mm. as a business decision mm. is banned, mm. okay. Mm. If, that's, if that's how we're going to do it. But I, I prefer to say
0: that right now that's not happening Mm. that's just the truth well that's that's i think the first time that i'm hearing this i think this is the first time that you know the general public is 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 hearing this maybe
1: so i've not had anyone
0: Mm. press me that hard
1: All right, welcome to the Nick Fertucci Show. I am Nick Fertucci and I finally got the blank check. Blank check, Ben, you're here. I am. You made it. I did. I love it, all right. It's about a two hour drive. Yeah, But I yeah. made it well, and I'm you know, really excited. I went outside and grabbed you and you didn't look too bad. You, got, you were driven up here, you got out of a back seat. Yeah. <laughs> you're a big pimp, I get it. Okay, so I'm sure you're right. Uh, okay, well, let's get right into it. So, uh, I've been trying to get you on this show for a while but you're here now. And we'll start the show out this way. I actually had this later on, but we'll start out. You're here now. When we first met, we didn't really like each other. That's true. Isn't this true, right? That's true. You want to say why? Or are you Why don't pass? you tell me? Why didn't I like you? Yeah. Oh, and then you want to see how you could base uh-huh, your uh-huh, answer uh-huh, off uh-huh, of, okay, uh-huh, all, right, uh-huh. all right, all right, all right, all right. Oh, God. i wanted be honest, to be honest, though. I wanted you to go first. All right. But I'm going to... Okay. They love shit like this, so we're just going to do it. Okay. So I think it was because I didn't mind so much. So always, people always ask me, why don't I play in the Friday game? Mm. Well, initially what happened was because I was playing in the Friday game. Um, but, you know, my style is a little bit snug. Uh, your style isn't. <laughs> you... <laughs> you like to play with a certain player and because you're very, very valuable to the stream your uh-huh. character is and you are uh, I bowed out which I was okay with because right. that's business right but then you wanted to let everybody know on a couple streams that that you're a nit yeah that I'm a nit uh uh-huh. uh uh-huh. and that <laughs> and was before they started calling you Tucci. that is yes and so that was my thing and then I think a little bit of the diva stuff but the diva stuff has grown on me like you are the poker diva, and I wouldn't want you to change, but now you're up. What What, yeah. what was it? But I will say this, I really like you now. Like we got to know Likewise. each other, we've Likewise. been doing
0: some business. Likewise. So
1: very much so, yeah. bad read
0: on my part. It, 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 it's quite <clears throat> interesting because from getting to know you, um, I've actually realized that we have a lot in common. Mm-hmm. And, and that was something that perhaps you know I wouldn't expect same. Uh, uh, at the beginning, mm-hmm. but you know, people surprise you and yeah. these types of friendships, I think are the best. I
1: agree. They're really organically grown and yeah, yeah it had some background to it, uh, what we mentioned. Yeah, and, uh, Do you want to tell everyone, was it because so, I was a nit?
0: No, I mean, I mean, you so. thought I was a dick. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that, you know, when you play poker, I think that um, obviously, you know, there is this concept of you know wanting to be in a good game or wanting to have players wanting to play with players who are good for the game sure i mean i think i'm good for the game uh you know because i approach the game in a way that you know i i like to have fun i like to play a lot of hands yes i like to put people to the test you know i'm competitive i splash the chips around uh I gamble, you know, Um, and I guess that players like me, including me, but not just me, Mm -hmm. um, we want action, you know, because if I am going to give you a lot of action, you know, I want the people I'm playing with to also reciprocate and give me action. Totally. And, you know, I don't want to feel like I'm in a game where... I'm just being sniped all the time, you know, where I just don't have a chance. You know, I'm battling, you know, three betting light, four betting light, playing a lot of hands and getting sniped to death by players who are sitting there and, you know, waiting all night for aces and then just sure. destroying me and then not giving me an opportunity to get it back. Well, and I knew
1: that's what you were gonna say, but I still wanted mm. to give you the forum because they love this shit, okay? And so yeah. I've leaned into this, so. Um, okay, so it was because I was a Knit. Was there another reason?
0: Well, I think that early on, um, I played on a few streams, um, and I think you were commentating that's on one right. of the streams. now I remember. Yeah, and you called me a Knit. You know, you, I you, did? you, called, you, No, it, it was, uh, it was the episode where, um, me and Hans we played the biggest pot. Aces um, and Kings. That's the uh, ace King face King and aces. Yeah. So yeah. I was, I was up, I don't know, like 300,000 or 200,000 or something. That's right. And I won a very big pot. Um, and I remember that, you know, on that episode, there was a hand. So I was already up like 200,000. And there was a hand that I played mm-hmm. where I had, I think it was the four deuce of diamonds or the four deuce of hearts. And I made a, a flush on the river and I was facing a pot sized bet. And I just called, you know, with with a four high flush yeah. and I didn't raise. Right, um, right. I think, I think it was Alan Keating. I think he bet 25,000 into yes. 25,000. And I just called instead of making it, you know, 75,000 or whatever. Um, and, you know, on the commentary, you were like, oh, Ben has completely locked up. You know, yes, I didn't call
1: you a nit. I was gonna yeah. say, what I said was, it looks like Ben's maybe locking it up a little yeah. without that raise. Yes, yeah, I remember yeah, yeah, you were
0: yeah, very yeah. upset. Yeah, and then in the hand where I was, uh, where, where, where I had aces and, and hands had ace king, you know, obviously we both had a lot of money in front of us and that was the biggest pot in the history of the show up until yeah. you know people started playing even bigger pots. Um, and I think you said on the commentary oh, that no. I would have folded King's preflop and I was like, <laughs> is this guy for real? Is yeah, he yeah, kidding me? Yeah. Like yeah. knowing what you know about me now, do you think I would
1: have folded King's preflop? No, no. And I remember what's uh, actually funniest of all of them is you got really mad at me when I was commentating when I said you, were a, you did good things. Do you remember that? I was shocked when I got that call from Ryan. Uh, Ryan called me and he said, yeah I just want to throw something out there if you're commentating again when Ben's playing I'm like okay I said I, I said all nice things because I know he got mad at me last time and he goes yeah but he doesn't really want you to say he's a good player and I'm like how am I supposed to win here if I say he's locking up he's mad at me if I say he's like a good player is mad at me what do I do and so yeah. honestly when I was commentating for with you for a while I kind of didn't say anything Until the Ron blow up and I laughed my ass off, which we'll get to later. Yeah. We'll get to later. All right. Fair enough. That's fair. Well, I'm glad we we got that. They'll enjoy that. Um so tell us a little about you. You are a venture capitalist. I am, yeah. Do you want to explain to people just briefly what that is and how it works? Like the the, the, the ten thousand view.
0: Right. So essentially I invest in startups, technology companies, you know, and I think that. Um, there's like this misconception, really, that a startup is a newly formed company or, you know, Mm. a newly started company. That's not what a startup is. Mm. Um, You know, if you open, um, for example, a a PR agency, right? That's not a startup, even if it's newly started. If you open a bakery, that's not a startup, um, uh, even if it's newly started. And what a startup essentially is is it's a newly formed company Mm -hmm. that seeks to grow inorganically without being constrained by their profit or loss, right? So they go for scale and market share over profitability. And you know, it's like this, right? So if you are somebody that goes to the gym and if you have a goal and, and you're like, okay, I wanna have a beach bod by the summer, there's two ways of doing it. Method number one is you eat clean You diet, you work out, you know, you do all the right things six days a week and you really, really, really slog and you work hard and you, you know, put in all the effort and six months later you have a beach bod and, you know, congrats to you. That's awesome. Um, the second way of doing it is to pump yourself full of steroids Uh and venture capital is basically financial steroids. It's an inorganic artificial way to grow a company and almost all of the large tech companies that you see today were funded by venture capital. They managed to go from nothing, you know, to giant mega companies, you know, the likes of Uber, Airbnb, Google, Mm -hmm. Apple, you know, household names, companies that everybody knows about. They all grew to the size. They had that model. Exactly, they had that model. Um, and, and that's in a nutshell what, what venture capital is.
1: And without going too far into it, because you and I have discussed this uh, a few weeks ago, and it, and it on, uh, truly I mean this, it was fascinating mm-hmm. to me, especially some of the stuff you do, because there's some mm-hmm. twists you put on it. Wait
0: and uh, could you just bring you can move my team too? Oh,
1: okay, cool, yeah, yeah. yeah. all right, cool, all right, ready. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, there was some twists on it, I'm not going to ask you to break all that down, I wouldn't ask you yeah. to do that. Um, but in a layman's terms, how does a guy like you, who you fund these projects or, okay. How does a guy like you get plus EV in a deal? Do they have to work? Do they have to fail or both?
0: Well, the math says that 95% of startups fail, right? 95, that's 19 out of 20. That's a lot, Yeah, you know, and, um, if you think about it from an EV perspective, all that means is that the one in twenty in your portfolio that doesn't fail has to return you more than twenty x. If oh, it returns okay. you exactly twenty x, you're breaking even. Breaking even, EV wise. Wow. Yeah. So you're on the yeah. come. Ish. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, very interesting. Okay. And that's
0: why you know most VCs, if they make a decision to invest in an early company that's very risky, they actually seek a hundred x, two hundred x returns.
1: Got it because
0: yeah. of the risk. Yeah,
1: yeah, and I think a lot of people will appreciate that because I don't think a ton of people know that, and yeah. that, that is very interesting. But yeah. again, we went like twenty layers deep into your yeah. model, so interesting. We'll leave it at that. But I, I, I personally uh, was impressed. Mm-hmm. Um, you had mentioned to me that you believe there might be some either parallels or some lessons from poker. Oh, absolutely. To uh, that, to being a VC or vice absolutely. versa. So, how do how do you want to break that down?
0: Absolutely i think you know when you think about poker the first thing that you learn you know when you start to play uh, a lot of poker is you realize that you have to have the long term in mind you know you realize that first of all you can't win every single hand even if you get it in good all the time right which you never do because we're human and we all make mistakes but even if you do you are going to lose some of the time right? right that's what the math Suggests, and that's the role that variance plays Can't in get poker. It, yeah, yeah, um, it's exactly the same in, in in investing. It's exactly the same in business. Mm. And one thing that you know, I used to say a lot, you know, to younger entrepreneurs who, or even you know, poker players who used to approach me, and they used to you know ask me how can I do what you do, you know, how can I sort of uh, diversify, how can I you know get out of poker? What I tell them is that. The world of business is just like a poker game. Poker is almost a perfect microcosm for it, except that in the world of business, you're playing a poker game with one thousand streets of betting. Got it. And you're also playing with twenty million big buns. Got it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and and I'm not saying this is what you said, but how I in my head all of a sudden it kinda of clicked where like like you said you don't always get it in good you're going to lose pots you're going to lose hands you know same thing as poker but the same thing with good poker players is when they win they know how to maximize yeah. their wins yeah. and when they lose they do everything they can to minimize their losses yeah. because there truly is a 60 40 45 uh you know there it's it's like 60 40 of a winning people don't know that winning poker players are winning about Sixty, per, I think. So if there's, <laughs> if there's some brainiac out there that's like, you know, hey, uh, Alan Kessler, if you're listening and you got your computer out and your calculator, I believe it's somewhere in the 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 sphere of sixty forty where the winners, and that's, and it could even be less. Yeah. And so that is a fine margin. So you have to capitalize and you know have to minimize. Yeah. For you to be you know a good player, and of course your bankroll and all that shit. But same yeah. Concept, but same thing. You get bankrolls in business. Like you got to have. Your I capital. mean, when
0: you're talking about business, especially, you know, the world of startups and private businesses, right? Venture capital is a subset of private equity. And the difference really between private equity and public equity is that when a company is private, there is literally no established mechanism or objective mechanism to use, to value the company. Mm -hmm. I mean, Nick, you're in real estate, Right. Mm -hmm. You, you built a career in real estate. Mm -hmm. You're a very successful real estate investor. So tell me this, right? If you owned a property and you know, in your mind, that property was worth $5 million, right. And you go to the bank or you go to the appraiser Mm -hmm. and you have them give you a written appraisal, say you get three written appraisals and all three say that your property is worth $5 million. Okay. Next month you want to liquidate. You want to put your property on the market and you list it and the best offer you get is three million dollars your home's worth three million dollars that's right it's not worth five market bears exactly that's right right. correct now in the world of private companies um there is even less of an independent objective mechanism because markets are opaque Mm -hmm. and 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 you know there is not much in the way of information transparency so when you talk about how much a company is worth um It really depends on how much how much somebody wants to buy your company, and if nobody wants to buy your company, then unfortunately your company isn't worth anything. That's right, right? Yeah. Um, And I think this is something that you know once you really learn how to appreciate this and apply this, that's where you talk about maximization. Got it. Because the same company could be worth ten million dollars to one buyer but it could be worth 35 million dollars to a different buyer
1: is the strategy also knowing how to find the right buyers exactly. in your business yeah. yes i mean obviously you said that but I was one the layman terms it yes a question i have for you that just comes off the top of my head and you don't have to answer it you're you're under 40. yeah okay how does one so young and maybe i don't because i don't understand it like these companies being funded that you or your company's funding How does somebody come like start? How did you start to be able to get into a position where you can start putting out that much money to take these risks? Because Mm -hmm. either it's family money or you know how to raise money or Mm -hmm. you have partnerships. That would be my first
0: question. So Mm -hmm. I'm asking it. So the answer, you know, is, um, so the question is, how do you, you know, attain so much success at a young age, right? How much? How do you attain so much success at a young age? Which, which, that can
1: be done because there's a lot of young people that have. It's, it's, yeah. it's. How do you get into that type of business? Because in my head, which I know nothing about that yeah. business, I'm thinking, how does Ben put all that capital out to take these? Well, risks? Well, first so that's of all, that's my you question.
0: Start young, and yeah. it's the same yeah. as in any other business. You sure. start young. I started my first business when I was 19, right, and. Uh, You know, when I was younger, when I was in my 20s, um, everybody assumed that I had family money. I left my family when I was 12. I literally told my family that I was leaving. Um, I took an exam. Uh, I won two different scholarships, and I sent myself to boarding school. What country were you in? Uh, I was in the U.S. and, okay. and, and I, I decided. Were you born to, here? No, I was. Oh. I was born in Singapore, and okay. I decided to send myself so to boarding at 12, school. Twelve, you in did Singapore. this? Yes.
1: How in the hell were you allowed to do that at twelve? Who opens the door and says, "All right, get the hell out of here, Ben"? Is that really where you live? In boarding school. Or, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. No
1: kidding. What made you do that? You just knew at that time you wanted to get out and spread I, your wings, or I,
0: what? I always valued, you know, freedom and independence, and I've always valued. Self-determination and agency, I think, even at a very young age. And and, and that's why, you know, when I was 19, um, I decided that, you know, I wanted to take that further and I wanted to start my own business. Mm. The the first ever business that I started, I started with $7,000 um, that I had saved up from doing all sorts of random, you know, summer jobs and things like that. Right. I started a housekeeping company. So with my $7,000, I purchased, I think a used van that was my first ever vehicle. And the van I think had four or five owners before me. It was so old and so rickety, it was like a hunk of junk, you know, and I bought that van in order to be able to drive old cleaning ladies around to clean homes. Um, and I would pay them, you know, I would pay them an amount of money that was significantly more yeah. than what they would get. Yeah, you had their attention you know, and their time. Like, yeah, exactly. I mean, I hired them from you know, they were cleaning restaurants, they were cleaning, you know, sure. hotel bathrooms and I paid them more and and I got customers to pay an amount to us that, you know, uh made a a a decent enough margin for me to earn maybe $8,000 a month. Right. Um, when I was 19. That's cool. Um, and uh and then, you know, I just learned more about business and I learned more about money and, and, and finances. And I just, you know, yeah, yeah, went through it all.
1: Well, I'll tell you, uh, I wanted to say, man, we're really alike because when I was 16, I got a van and moved out, but it was for chicks. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I just, and here's the other takeaway. The other takeaway is, is that sexy though? a van? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you're 16, bro, uh-huh,
0: you know what uh-huh, I mean? Now uh-huh. it
1: might be like, kinda, why'd you have to buy kinda a kinda van? cringe? Well, because I was moving out. Uh-huh. I didn't want to be home. Uh-huh. I had a good family. I love my family, but I didn't want to be home like you. I was 16, not 12. And I needed to sleep somewhere.
0: Ah. So my van
1: had a bed mm. and it had an oven. Where I could do a little like cooking or whatever. Right. And I used to go fishing and stuff. But yeah, I didn't have the same thing where I used it for business. So right. I, I can't compete with you. So it was more for. You were for,
0: living the van life. I was. Way back when. Oh, yeah. You know, way oh, before way it back. became a thing. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah.
1: And, uh, but uh, I guess the takeaway is if you want to be successful, get your ass out of the house at 12 and yeah. go start grinding. Because if you're at home at 30 waiting for mom to make the meatloaf, you're yeah. a little behind, right?
0: Okay. That's interesting, man. Very cool. And, and you just have to, you know, make mistakes, learn from your mistakes very, very quickly. Yeah. Life will give you feedback, of course. absorb that feedback, yeah. take it on board. Don't be, you know, too egotistical. Don't be too proud. Don't be too stubborn. Just take that feedback, take that information because every single day life gives us so much information. Mm-hmm. about how we can be successful.
1: Yeah, and you know, Ben, I, I you know, wrote a book about stuff like that. It's in there. And the two things I say is one of the first things, and it's just very, this is very lame and stuff, but one of the first things is, is the fear of failure stops most people. And then sometimes the actual first or second failure stops people yeah. if they do take the chance. And I often told people when I was speaking and teaching is that, look, the people that you see that are Very successful. I'm talking like, wow, if that could only be me. They most of the time have more failures than they do success, but success speaks for itself. And that's what you see after you attain it. Yeah. So that's a very good point.
0: Mm.
1: Okay. So um, anything else you want to say on that? No. Okay. Uh, How did you get into poker?
0: How did I get into poker? Okay. So um, when I was in university, so I attended university in England. That's Mm. also something that a lot of people are curious about. Um, I have a very, you know, generic international accent. Um, Yes. I I, I studied abroad in in the UK. um, And uh, just in case anyone's curious, I studied law. So I actually started my career as a corporate lawyer. Damn. Yeah. In in big law, you know, Mm. like in, in suits. Yeah. Like evil lawyers that, you know, yes. work for big companies and banks. That's what I was doing. Oh, Okay. Yep. Um, hmm. and when I was poor, um, in, 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 school, basically I was working, you know, three jobs, um, just to be able to pay rent. Um, and also I had my, my business, you know, that was making me, you know, however much money, uh, I discovered <laughs> poker because I just saw, you know, some of my friends, uh, uh, playing the game, and, and we would sit around in the pantry in our college dorm, mm-hmm. playing for twenty dollars or twenty pounds. You know, we were yeah. playing like twenty cent, forty cent, just for fun. Or we were playing five pounds sit and goes. You know, just just for fun. <laughs> Seriously, That's yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah, tournaments. Um, and that was in the early to mid two thousands, right? Just after Chris Moneymaker and just before Black Friday. So that was a span of about six or seven years when poker really, 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 really blew up. Yeah, And I think that you know, for a lot of your younger viewers, perhaps they don't have any lived experience of that phase in time. Um, but seriously, if you guys think that poker is big today, if only you knew what it was like in the in the mid 2000s
1: yeah and you know a lot of people say that this is kind of the next poker boom that's happening now so we'll see if it if it reaches
0: those heights that it was at back then because it went crazy back then it was so it it, because i think in in europe you know the the regulations were a lot more liberal than Mm -hmm. in, in north america and back then in in london you know if you got on a public bus if you got into a taxi Everywhere you would see ads for poker sites, gambling sites, sports books. It was everywhere. You couldn't walk one city block without seeing a poker really. Is that ad. right?: And yes. I remember right
1: at that time that you're mentioning the 2000 era. Uh, and I've said this before on the podcast. you know I was just playing 10, 20, 20, 40, no limit at the time, and I was at the commerce, and mm. I could remember the 10,20 game being eight, nine tables deep.: Yeah, must moves. And that was right with the money maker stuff, right around that time. Yeah. I forget the exact year, and it was just crazy. Now you go in there and you're lucky to get one, one game table. or a game exactly. and a half. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah, isn't it something? Exactly. So you know, I'm I'm hoping that, all this stuff we're doing and <clears throat> excuse me, other streams and other things. I'm you know, and a lot of stuff that's happening, And I'm hoping this thing really cranks up because. Uh, you know, we're in it now. So let's mm-hmm. let's get this boom going. So mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if people know, but you used to play a lot in Macau prior That's to coming right. to the LA scene. How was that? And how is it different than LA poker?
0: <laughs> so when I was playing poker in, in London, um, I was playing, you know, with my friends, you know, 20 cent, 40 cent. Um, and when I had, you know, saved up a bunch of money, you know, for my various jobs and income streams, I started to go and play in public casino games. Mm -hmm. So I was playing one, two Mm -hmm. uh, British pounds. So at the time it was like $2, $4. And you know, the buy-in was between 100 to 300. Right. And I was a break even player. I was like winning a couple hundred some nights and losing a couple hundred some nights Um, and I did that for about a year. And then the following summer um, I was just traveling around, you know, during the, the school holidays. Um, and I spent some time in Hong Kong because I was seeing some friends and Hong Kong and Macau are separated by, well, now they're separated by a bridge, but back then it was a ferry. You took a ferry. It was an hour long ferry, ferry ride. It was very cheap, you know, It departed every 15, 30 minutes. Um, and so I, I went to Macau because I wanted to see if they had poker there and, unbelievably you know um on my first visit to macau i had learned that no limit texas hold'em had just been introduced six months prior oh wow right so i sat down um i was playing in my first ever poker game in macau i sat down at a table i think it was the equivalent of three dollars six dollar u.s bought in for 200 big blinds that was the maximum um (laughs) I sat down and very first hand that I get dealt cards, I look down and I see I have pocket eights. So I have two eights. I make a raise. I think I raised like five big blinds. You know, like thirty bucks. I get a call. Comes ace, eight, three, rainbow. Okay, no draws. Um, I'm sitting two hundred big blinds deep. And when I see that flop, I have one opponent who called pre-flop. I just, I just, just jammed. I just wow. went all in right for there. like 1200 into $60, and I get snap called. Wow! Would you care to guess what my opponent had?
1: Well, I'm thinking
0: aces. Nope. Ace-king? Nope.
1: <clears throat> no,
0: I don't know. He had king-nine offsuit. What was going I, on? He I just, will always remember that. He hand. just
1: didn't know what to do, and he just said, I'll call with my king high? Yeah. Wow, what a lucky spot! I, I you don't got even yourself think in. I don't
0: even think he knew that he had King High. Okay,
1: so he didn't know what he was doing is the point. Mm-hmm. He was just there clicking buttons, yeah, and put the twelve, yeah, twelve bones in. Yeah. So you remember? Is that what got you addicted to the game? <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, I would sit there in, 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 in that game. Yeah. Um, is that on why the you play with
1: Alan Keating now? no
0: <laughs> alan keating is a phenomenally phenomenally sharp player he's an that's excellent player joke. oh my god you don't want to alan you know i'm
1: joking all right but he
0: has he... that's why i play with ludicrous now oh that, there you go there yeah. you go that's the that's the guy that would do it go on go on no I i would literally be sitting there at a table you know with quads on the button last to act and have four people go all in before me and I would have quads and I'd be like, what's going on here? Well,
1: to your point, before you finish that, to your point, that's what was happening even back here in LA. You get in these 1020s, 2040s, 510s, whatever it was, and nobody knew what they were doing. It was an absolute smorgasbord. Mm -hmm. And then over time, when all the technology started growing and Mm -hmm. the solvers and the this, uh, and, and there was some very good players at the time that in that time were good players Mm -hmm. and they were just killing Mm -hmm. these guys that would just come in with Mm -hmm. calling with king high and it just was almost like too easy
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm.
1: yeah Mm -hmm. so how was it how was it different in than is la is there a big difference you you well
0: back in the mid to late 2000s it was just i mean i i mean i hope this doesn't offend anybody but it, it was not like taking candy from a baby it was like taking candy from the ground because a baby at least puts up some resistance. It
1: might cry. Yeah. It might, yeah. might hear it. Yeah. You yeah.
0: know, and, and really, these people wouldn't cry. You know, they wouldn't mind. They would be laughing. They would be just... They just wouldn't know why they lost. They would just treat it like it was Baccarat. You know, put in your chips and just... Jeez. Dealer announces if you win or lose. I
1: wish they were doing that today while I wish, you're uh, 500,000 deep? I wish. <laughs> I wish. But would it be as,
0: as fun? I no. mean... But you still be there, right? Yeah, I Yeah, would, you I have would. to. You might quit the, the VC stuff. I would. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, I, I was just really, really lucky yeah. because um, I was there at the start. You know, there were some other uh, uh, players, you know, that, that had discovered Macau, you know, from Europe, from Australia, from the U.S. And uh, I still remember some of them. I'm not in touch with any of them today, but I still remember that there were people that went there with... $5,000, and that was their net worth. And in two years, they, they became millionaires. Yes. Yeah. Um, seriously. Sick. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they were living it up. They, they had very nice apartments, uh, you know, like head to toe in designer. Um, seriously, you know, all because, not because they were particularly skilled or they weren't like super pros or anything like yeah. that, but just because they were in the right place at the right time, um, you know, and, and, and that, that really is... Mm-hmm what happened and and, you know of course over time the players in macau learned how to play poker and and that was always going to happen that's inevitable um and uh they became better and better and better and it got to a point where you know if you were playing in macau before covid because I, i don't know anything about what it's like now because i don't know what covid did to the place but uh the last couple of times I went, you know, in 2019 or 2018, the games were so tough. Yeah? Yeah. All pro well, There's
1: always an evolution yeah. everywhere of things. Every single yeah. every single yeah, seat something. at the table
0: was a pro. Uh, the, those were the days in the,
1: yeah. the, back then, huh? Yeah. Let me ask you, are you good with, you're not sensitive to uh, me leaning into the diva thing for fun? Yeah, sure. Oh, uh, that's cool. Okay. Yeah. So you kind of kind of are the poker diva. The poker diva? You, I, I, well, the one?
0: The <laughs> one? The one. I'm, <laughs> the one I'm trying to be. think who else
1: would be. No, you. Uh-huh. So you, uh, you. We mentioned you. You like to play with who you like to play with, which yeah. is another question I have about playing with pros or Rex. We'll get to mm-hmm. that. Um, you often do have some requests and requirements mm-hmm. of the game, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. of Ryan. So, mm-hmm. but the diva thing, which I think is the most. I was commentating, mm-hmm. and. If you don't mind me bringing it up, you blew up on Israeli Ron. Yeah, I don't okay, mind. Listen, yeah. listen. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The reason why that was funny to me, although I felt a little bad for Ron at the time, uh, but I couldn't, I couldn't help it is because over the years, Ron is known mm. for constantly... Showing his hand to everybody and during your hand, talking about his hand, mumbling it. If you go to the flop, he'll tell you if you have jacks that he had a jack. I mean, it's constant. And I've had so many people go, you know, kind of crazy, like they're trying to hold it in. So when you lost your shit, yeah, it just brought years of just funniness to me, <laughs> and I literally—I think I fell off my chair. I was co-commentating, <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh my god, this is liquid gold." <laughs> so, tell me why you did it. What was your mind frame? Uh, what were your thoughts on it? And do you regret it? Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, you kind of did this with the poker bunny too. And we're gonna get to that. Yeah. All right.
0: Well, well, first of all, first of all. Um, you know, for better or worse, uh, that kind of thing, that, that incident, you know, became a, a very viral meme. And, and Yeah, you became a meme. Right? It's, it's been over a year and people still talk to me about it all the time. Um, and, and that's fine. You know, I, I don't have any regrets. I mean, I just own it. I don't think that I reacted in the best possible way. I mean, I apologized to Ron very quickly after that. Of um, and now you know Ron doesn't play the same games that I play in, but you know every time he's playing, if I'm in the chat, I'm always sweating uh, him. I'm you guys always are good. I know. Yeah, you know. Um, just the other day, he came to Rail. I think our post stream game, and and he took a picture with me, and he. Oh no, I know me. you
1: guys are more than good. Yeah, yeah. you guys are both class yeah. acts and good people. Yeah. It's just things like that happen in the moment, you know. Exactly. And, and uh, if I could have this wrong, but I think you were actually winning. I was. Yeah, yeah. So explain to me why <laughs> you were so cranky. All right.
0: So approximately 15 minutes prior to that incident, okay, there was the Poker Bunny incident. That's right. Right. And I mean, I don't know if you at this point, you know, want to air, you know, a, a rerun of that hand. Yeah.
1: But, but just talk mm-hmm. about it because that's what yeah. we're doing here, talking.
0: But. Essentially, in that hand, I felt like I was angled. I I felt like I was being angled. And with the benefit of hindsight, you know, it's been over a year. I still feel that I was angled. You do? I do. Okay. Now, I'm not thinking that, you know, I I, I don't think that Poker Bunny is a cheater. I don't think she's a bad person. Yeah. You know, I don't think that. What
1: was the exact angle? Like, what, what part was it, like, yeah. Just to so, layman's terms.
0: So what had happened we'll, was... We'll, I'll
1: find the clip. Uh, we'll find the clip mm-hmm. and I'll, we'll insert it, okay? And the one with Ron. I mean, it's got they both got to be in.
0: Yeah. So so what had happened was um, it was a three-bet pot. You know, she three-bet me pre-flop. I called in position and it was 10, 6, 7. I had a I had a 10 in my hand. I yeah. had king 10. Um, she checks, you know, and I'm thinking 6, 7, 10 is, is a very advantageous flop to me because she three bet and she has a very tight image. Um, Yeah. So I'm betting my king 10, you know, and she then um, fiddles around with her chips a bit. And, you know, her chips weren't stacked in vertical stacks. They were like all over the table. Yes, they were, they were stew. And then, and then she just says all in. And even before I had a chance to process that, um, she holds her head in her hands and she says, oh my God, I can't believe I just did that. you know." But wait, wait, I guess I can't take it back because I'm all in, yeah, yeah, it's binding, I, I'm all in. So you felt because, and she had what? She had six, seven. Yeah, so she had two pair. Yeah. So you felt,
1: this is the angle. I mean, she you, was trying to get all my you chips You were f- trying to get all your chips because yeah. she was like, oh, I made a mistake going mm-hmm. all in. I don't have that strong of a hand. May, and now now maybe Ben will an,
0: call. And the sizing was an overbet. So when she went all in, it yeah. was for an overbet sizing. Mm-hmm. That from her perspective, yeah. You know, I wouldn't necessarily call off light in that spot. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Um
1: Did that make you call?
0: Uh no. You know, honestly what I was thinking was I'm probably beat. I'm going to call anyway because I'm gonna martingale your ass. What does that mean? It means that I'm just gonna keep calling you all night long. Eventually I'm gonna bust you.
1: Got because
0: it. I'm 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 gonna rebuy infinite times. Right. And even if you win. I mean the equities are probably 75 25. Right. You know, and at some point I mean the math says I'm supposed to win one in four times and eventually if I keep getting it against you I'm going to win. Got it. Once. All I need to do is win once. Right, right, right. Mm.
1: Got it. Okay, fair yeah. enough. And so an hour later,
0: mm-hmm. no, 15 20 minutes. 15 later. 20 minutes. Yeah. Go. So 15 20 minutes later, you know, Poker Bunny had left the table and she was walking around and 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 oh, right after that hand against me she you know played another hand and she got stacked pretty quickly after that okay um so she had left the table and i think that she was going around looking for chips um because prior to leaving the table she was like can can anyone do crypto and and uh no one responded so she was walking around the casino floor Mm -hmm. looking you know for chips and we didn't know if her seat was was empty or not um and at this point you know, we're just playing and Ron starts commenting about the poker bunny incident. And and he, I mean, this was not something that was picked up on camera because I think the commentator was talking over us, Um, but Ron, you know, uh, for about five (laughs) consecutive minutes, (laughs) Was trying, to, so was trying to was trying to tell me. me that that it was not an angle that you know she was just an innocent little little girl who who you know kind of got caught up in the heat of the moment yeah. and just you know melted down you know and and I um so I was tilted obviously by the incident itself yes yes secondly I was you know trying to be polite to Ron every time he told me I don't think it was an angle I was like okay 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 thank you okay 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 you know, I was just, right. You just wanted to I go was away like, and you play. wanted yeah, to yeah, like yeah, marinate yeah, yeah, and let it be in the yeah, rear view yeah, mirror. Yeah, I was still processing it. Right. You know, and he needed a minute. All I wanted to do was just play and move on. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, she wasn't even at the table anymore, um, but he was going on and on and on. And, and he was in my ear a lot. He was right next to me. And I was like, OK, Ron. OK, Ron. It's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Let's move on. Let's just play. Let's oh, just play. Shit, that's so funny. Um, and, you know, then he started showing me his cards because I think that, you know, I think what he was trying to do there. I've never spoken to him about this, but I think what he was trying to do there was, hey, you know, don't be tilted. You know, I'm going to oh. be nice to you and show you that I. Oh, I, have you I beat. see. Yeah, and and and
1: the, and to be fair, Ron has a heart of gold, so I yeah, bel- I believe yeah, that. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, he was like yeah. taking pity on me. It was, it was me the almost. wrong timing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was he was being charitable almost, you know, and and. Yeah. in that moment I was like, okay, I had enough enough is enough. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. And I, I don't, um, I, let, let's, let's get this straight. I I'm not especially proud of, of, of my reaction. Okay. And I, uh, it was certainly not my finest moment, you know, and I, for a long time, I wished that I hadn't done it, Yeah. you know, because I'm somebody that doesn't like to lose control of myself and, and when I, you know, um lose control like that, you know, it's bad. It reflects poorly on me and I understand that uh it it gives people a certain impression of me. Um and it 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 portrays me as uh it, it portrays me in a way that, you know, I feel that does not reflect my best self. Yeah, right? but it we're all human. Yeah. But I'll tell you what,
1: yeah as a uh, poker stream owner mm. and content mm. person who loves content we I want to thank great you from for the TV. bottom of my heart of course for that moment <laughs>
0: of course it's <laughs> it was gold you guys, bro you guys put it at the beginning <laughs> of the 30 minute intro <laughs> countdown for months oh yeah, yeah. that thing was yeah. absolute gold I'll yeah. tell you
1: what we're gonna do right now we're gonna go to both of those hands yeah right now let's take a look at them mm-hmm no no you're lucky
3: that money on that board, it can't
0: did I give it? Yeah. No, I did it can't uh, yeah, yeah, every, you, Everybody yeah. else at this table would have been smart enough one. to did. fold. Sure. <laughs> <help>. <laughs> did you
2: have a queen? Mm-mm.
0: Oh. Ace. See? Ace. Ace. See? Ace okay. without even a spade. I think
2: I'm gonna call the queen.
0: Without even a spade. Or maybe not be. You see? I just made extra yeah. money. You made extra I money. I still thinking
3: about the ace ten. I shouldn't fall.
0: I would win like 10k if I don't fall. Yeah, but you're being results oriented. And bad. What if what if another card eight. comes on the river? Then are you happy with your fold or not? That's what matters. Eight.
3: Ben raises in late <laughs> position. Poke the Bunny has a suited connector. She's going to re-raise. No,
0: no, no. His, I, I should
2: call. No. Yeah. And He's but I'm a loose player. I'm she gets a beautiful
3: flop. Bottom two against top pair good kicker. Her opponent just added a hundred thousand dollars because he was tilting. I anticipate Poker Bunny getting a double up here. Know,
2: I'd have to go, I'll go back and watch. Not the aggressive. I'm a
3: loose player, not aggressive. somebody the way. You somebody That means not tell me. Three, three <laughs> <laughs> well, that's
2: what I just said with my hand. We might don't give out Did you see the Andrew?
3: just trying to get all the money in
2: um, um wait i think i
3: huh? got them. yeah i mean i have to be all in now like this isn't an angle or something
0: i don't know what how much is it <laughs> <laughs> this is interesting
2: Yes. Yeah.
0: Okay.
3: this is really I interesting i just had 30,000?
0: Right. Help me out. Yeah, push those bikes towards me.
3: Thank you. Wow. 31 1. 31
0: 1. Yeah. One time. One time. <sighs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Run it one time. Correct.
3: Is Poker Buddy gonna get the double up? Looks like it. Three times out of four, she will. She doesn't. She gets counterfeit. She gets stacked. Yeah, I'm sorry. I like, I literally, it wasn't. I do it more. Ben's tilted, firing $25 chip. At the dealer has tips. I thought I had 20K. So I was like. (laughs) This is theater. You got to love it. And even if you don't love it. We ask you to like it.
2: He was steamed up.
3: He's still steamed up. He feels like something weird happened there. And. It was, it was close.
2: Did,
3: did you miss recent? Or did you get the wrong or something? I thought I had like 20K. Oh, and then you had But the... don't care. They will call um,
2: anyway. uh, it, you 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 20 have? 20. More than percent
3: He said <laughs> for me, I actually started it. But he didn't
0: call up. until after... He did call until after...
3: Uh, but if like if I had won, he would have
2: like thought that it,
3: or
0: like I mean. No, but he it called after after like, it was rectified, it was counted. Yeah. Else. Right. Sorry. Right. It would have, so and so like. Yes, yeah, so I'm a really good hand. She wanted a
2: raise. So he wanted to raise. He wanted to raise. It's fine,
0: it's fine. I don't care. I don't care. He he I don't It's just the cards. I don't fucking care. Okay, Ron. Just stop showing me your cards, damn it! Fuck! I want to quit this fucking game. No, no. Just stop talking to me, all right? I don't wanna see your fucking card. You play your hand, I don't care. If you're betting, if you have it or you're bluffing. I don't care, all right? Just play normally. You don't have to like show me that you you have the the fucking pair. Jesus Christ.
3: (laughs) Struggling to find an all-in-one platform for the latest poker news and thrilling poker stories? Only Poker has got you covered. The platform is packed with exciting poker news, discussions, and games that you won't be able to resist. Share your thoughts with friends on the hottest poker topics in our circle. Discover the best poker games anytime, anywhere, and secure your seat at the table. Find all your poker needs in one place. Download only poker and join the best poker
2: community today.
1: All right. Well, those are the two hands, and I'll tell you, every time yeah. I see them, it just has the same effect on me. Mm. Those are awesome. Um, well, I'm
0: I'm glad you know everybody finds it entertaining. I'm very happy you yes. know to provide all of these yeah. you know thousands of hours of laughter and joy and amusement and so on and so forth. I mean. All I want to say is this, all right? Like I don't have any hard feelings towards Poker Bunny. I don't think she's a bad person. I certainly don't think Ron is a bad person. I, in fact, I think Ron has a heart of gold, exactly like you said. He's pure, you yeah. know, he's nice. Yeah, great guy. Um and I I wish them both all the best. Good. And you know, and I know that about you. And like I said, the
1: last 30 days or so we got to know each other a lot better because we're doing some business together and um whole different views so I I believe that and look we're human man and that was a that was a moment that just it was pure you know it is what it is (laughs) so let me ask you this you I mentioned before diva all that crap you do like a certain formula of game you already mentioned that when we talked about us and I know you don't love playing with pros you you don't you don't and but you have played with uh garrett Helmuth, antonius jungle you played with these guys Mm -hmm. and I think you fared okay Is that right? Yep. And so tell me then, I mean, obviously no one wants to play with all
0: pros or pros, Mm. but
1: tell me uh, what's your perfect game or how you look at all the poker
0: politics of that. Sure. Um, So first and foremost, I know that I've received a lot of flack, you know, on the internet, in the chat for not wanting to play with certain pros. Um, And let me address that, you know, so first of all, I am not a pro, I am a recreational player. You know, I play for fun. You know, I am not playing to, obviously I want to win, you know, I try to win, but I don't do it for a living. And if I lose and have fun, you know, it's okay. All right. So yeah, let's get that straight. Yeah, we know that. Right. Let's get that straight. And for a pro, um, the parameters are completely different because they are doing this for a living. Yeah. They are trying to press every edge. You know, they have to extract every last bit of EV out of you. Yes. Because that's their job. Well, they got that little spread in
1: between the variants that they have to take advantage of. Yeah.
0: So, you know, for anyone that says, you know, that I'm a certain way because I don't want to play with, you know, the best pros, the thing is, would you like to play golf with Tiger Woods for $50,000 a hole? (laughs) No. (laughs) Would you like to play tennis with Rafael Nadal for $10,000 a point? Of course. of course not. Yeah. Right. Because you want to have fun playing tennis. Yeah. And you might play tennis for $10,000 a point against me because, you know, you have a chance of winning. Yeah. And, you know, we might have fun. You know, we might mess around and sometimes I might win and sometimes you might win. Right. 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 But let's be honest. I know that if I, I mean, yes, I have fared okay against, you know, all of these people that you've talked about. But let's be honest. Let's not kid anybody. All right. If I were to sit in a lineup, comprising any one of those people and play a thousand sessions with them. I guarantee that I would end up a loser. I guarantee I can, because yeah, I'm I can, not, I'm not a pro. Yeah, I, I don't, yeah. you know, that's, I'm not as good as that's they are.
1: Of course. That's so obvious. You yeah, know, of and
0: I don't put in the kind of effort that they put into, I respect every single one of them Yeah, because they put in the effort, yeah. you know, they put in the work to get to the top of the game. Yeah. This is their game. This is their domain. This is their profession. Right. Right. In my profession, I put in the work, I put in the effort, I want to be the best of the best, right? But this isn't my profession, this totally. is their profession, and I realize that I'm at a distinct disadvantage over here. Um, now, why have I been fine playing with some of them, some of the time? Because, you know, when there's one or two pros at the table, you know, it, it doesn't destroy the game. It, it doesn't, you know... No, not at all. Yeah, you know, and, and yeah. plus... I think that, you know, I'm a fairly competitive person. Sure. I, you know, want to challenge myself, uh, you know, and and yes, the best way, you know, to challenge yourself is to put yourself to the test against people who are very good. And when you play people who are very good, you naturally improve because you learn from them. Yeah. But that does not mean that I think that I'm a favorite, you know, against them. I will never be a favorite against them. And I am not exactly dying to put my money on the line because that would be essentially betting that you know I'm a favorite, which yeah. I'm not. No, I understand. So, that was a great analogy
1: yeah. and a great explanation, and of course that makes so much sense. And that's pretty much how most yeah. And if anyone view, has a problem with <clears throat> that,
0: okay, you put up a hundred thousand dollars and go into a boxing match with Floyd. Yeah, you know, I don't <laughs> and think, we'll see. I don't how think
1: anyone feel. could dispute yeah. what you just said. Mm-hmm. Um, out of the names that I mentioned, or even of some names I didn't mention, both professional and even some rec names that I've not mentioned any, yeah. who are the hardest players that you found to play against since you've been playing at Hustler? Nick Airball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to talk about him too.
0: Yeah, Nick Airball is a, is a phenomenally, phenomenally tough opponent. Yeah. You know, um, at, at this time that we're recording this, um, I'm officially on a break from poker. I announced it weeks ago. Um, and Nick Airball called me out on, on Twitter, and he mm-hmm. said that I was avoiding him and hiding from him. Um, look, first of all, we're friends, you know, and, and, and I have a lot of respect for him, and there's no, like, yeah. bad blood. You know, we don't hate each other as people. Um, but he did call me out. He did say that I was avoiding him. You know, he did say that he was the king of L.A., Um,
2: and initially
0: I tried to, you know, sort of just ignore it. I had already announced that I was going to go on a break to focus on some work matters as well as personal matters. Um, once again, you know, poker isn't my job. I, am not a professional poker player. Um, would you consider Nick one? Yes. How so? He is, he, he, he plays for a living. That's what he does. Let me ask you a question. Does, is he not an investment banker? He is an investment banker, but he, he makes way more money. From poker than he makes from investment. Where do you get that kind of bankroll though to play that deep? He, he, I know that he, you know, was well compensated as an investment banker. I mean, I know how well investment bankers are compensated. That provided him with Mm -hmm. the foundations for a poker bankroll. The rest of it, he won.
1: So, I, I, yeah, I, I don't disagree with anything Mm -hmm. you said. Um, And, Nick Airball, to your point about calling you out, has also become a master marketer for himself, Mm -hmm. right? Because that type of thing brings you into games because it's marketable, right? Mm -hmm. So
0: he's very smart. He's the Conor McGregor of poker. He's very smart. Mm
1: -hmm. I will agree with you. He's very smart, and he is a phenomenal player.
0: Um, You You like playing with him? Nick? Yeah. I do like playing with him. It's fun to play with him. He puts me to the test every single time. Yeah. You know, um, and I did play a heads-up match with him a couple weeks ago. I want to talk about that. Yeah, we were playing very high stakes, three hundred, six hundred, with like four hundred thousand dollars in chips, um, and I, I beat him in in, in the heads-up match. But I wouldn't make a habit of playing him heads-up. Right. You know, I got lucky. Um, we
1: caught the yeah. very tail end of that hand because yeah. it wasn't streamed. It was after a stream. Yeah. And Ryan Feldman was at the table when it was going down, and he yeah. only recorded the end of it and. Basically, you had threes, Nick had kings, mm. the flop came a king, top no. set.
0: No, it was a, turn. So the, the, the flop was three, 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 queen. The oh, turn was right. a five, turn. and yeah. the river was a king.
1: I don't remember it that way, but you would know because yeah. you're the one who won that big pot. So I thought it, you binked the three on the river. No,
0: so it, this is how it went, right? Okay. We were playing heads up. He raises, single raised i call Mm -hmm. um i think the raise was a thousand or fifteen hundred i call it comes three three queen i check he bets small like a thousand i call the turn is a five i check he bets like three thousand and i call and on the river the king comes Mm. i check he bets five thousand into ten thousand so he binks the king's full and you have quads threes yes and And it's it's heads up and it's him and i you know with all of the background and all of the Circumstantial factors and all of the metagame, you know, um, and also in the six hours prior to that uh, heads-up match, he was phenomenally disciplined. He was pot controlling against me in every single hand. I went back and I and I and I watched the footage. I, I rewatched the stream. He, I was opening in the cutoff or the button with Ace King. He was calling in the blinds with Ace-Queen. No three bet, just call. Mm. He was so disciplined and I was trying to needle him. I was trying to get him to play more hands. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't budge. Okay. So that was the background yeah. and the lead up to that hand. Wow. Um, We had been playing six and a half hours and I I, I flop quads in in a in, in, uh, heads up match. And I think, you know what? Like This is, I'm not going to get paid. Right. There's no way I'm going to get paid. I mean, I have quads. What can he have? So on the river, he bets 5,000 into 10,000. I make it 50,000. And he goes to his chips, his stack, and he counts out two stacks of chocolates. 200,000. And he puts 50 on top of that and slides it out. Quarter of a million. Yeah. So at this point, I go, did you just raise 200,000 more? And he goes, yes. So I'm like, okay, I'm all in. And he just snap calls and shows me the Kingsville. And I just show him the plot. And, and and he's, you know what? For once in his life, yeah, he was quiet. He was quiet. And yeah. how
1: I know that too is because when Ryan was taping the very end of that, I saw his face. It looked yeah. like he saw a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it looked like he saw a ghost. Yeah.
0: I mean, look, right? Let's be I honest. I wonder
1: if I could get that clip from Ryan and put that, insert that. So if yeah. I can, it's going in. Oh, I'll give it to you. Right. You got it? Yeah. Okay, I'm inserting it. So you'll <laughs> see that right after this, we get done talking yeah. about this. All right.
2: Four hundred
0: and three, six, four hundred thousand, four hundred, four 400, oh three, six. Yeah. Um, to be very honest with you, it felt great because that sort of put an exclamation point mm-hmm. um, on all of the happenings you know, the, the, the week prior to that because yeah. he was trash-talking a bunch. Um, and he, he had also been on an amazing, amazing run. I think he won like nine sessions in a row and he won big and, you know, he's like up a million dollars recently or something like that. Um, so that, that felt great. But again, you know, I'm not under any illusions. How big was that pot? 825,000. Wow. Yeah. Nuts. Um, if we had continued playing... For another four to five hours, I'm pretty sure he would have gotten it back because that's how good he is.
1: Yeah, no, I understand. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. very.
0: That's all the time it, it would take for him to get it all
1: back. Yeah, it takes a lot of class to even, mm-hmm. you know, if you know that, you say it, it's whatever. It is what it is. Yeah, yeah. he's a very, very so good. Um, wow. So, okay, anything else on that? No. Okay. But,
0: but since you mentioned pros, you know, and, and specifically. Oh, that's right. I, I, that was part of the question. Who yeah. else,
1: uh, pro wise, do you find tough to play with that you played with? Thank you for reminding me mm. of my question.
0: Well, all of the people that you named, you know, all of the pros that you named were really, really tough. Uh, I think Hans is very tough. He's not a pro pro, but he's very, very tough. Mm-hmm. I enjoy battling with him a lot. Um, Garrett obviously was tough. You know, he was very much, you know, the golden boy. He was the protagonist of the show. And, and he, prior to his extended break, uh, he, was, uh, he, was, he was really, really tough to play against. And you know, speaking of him, mm-hmm. you know, how long is his extended break going to be? Is he ever going to come back? Now, as far
1: as Garrett's intentions, I have no idea. I've not spoken with him. Okay. Well, he
0: seems to think that he's coming back. What? Well, tell me on how. Twitter. He. 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 he oh, said, when yeah. he
1: said, "I would take a seat." Ben, are you asking me? Would I? Would we give him a
0: seat? What's no, I'm, the I'm asking you if he's coming back. What's What's your uh, position on coming back?
1: Oh, my position is different than if he's mm-hmm. coming back. Uh, Meet well. It's kind of not different, but okay. So to, to do both, mm. I don't know if he has intentions of coming back or has spoken. I don't think he's spoken with Ryan. So we have not spoken with him. All right. So he made a tweet. Sure. That I know. Yeah. If you're asking me directly, will he be in that million dollar game and will he be back? No. Oh, so he's banned. No, I don't want to use the word banned for now. Uh, we're, that's just not going to happen. We made a business decision for now that um, that's not happening. And the reason I say, don't use the word banned is because just banned, it's like I got banned out of the Commerce Club, right? Is like, anyone else banned? Is anyone banned? Well, okay, I guess you want me to use that word. Okay, no, if- no. no, yeah, there are other players we won't allow back. Sure, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, and okay. I guess if you mm. really, and that's okay, I, mm. I, I you should interview people. Mm. I guess you are pressing me a little against the wall mm. and I'm okay with that. So, if not, being able to play right now mm. as a business decision is banned. Mm. Okay. Mm. If, that's, if that's how we're going to do it. But I, I prefer to say that right now that's not happening. Mm. That's just the
0: truth. Well, that's that's, I think the first time that I'm hearing this, I think this is the first time that, you know, the general public is 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 hearing this maybe so
1: i've not had anyone Mm. press me that hard but (laughs) but you know i'm you know i press people when i talk to them and i appreciate honest answers yeah so i gave you one Mm, mm, so fair mm. enough they Mm. can clip that out and anyone wants to Mm. talk was that a tough decision very you guys yes Mm, yes mm, and mm. and i'm going to tell you why okay i like Garrett. Mm. meaning i i I don't have any angst against Garrett. I believe his intentions a lot of times are good. Uh, He's been very kind to me. Um, I've said this on other podcasts. He did not, and I'm not saying it was intentional, but he did not do us any favors during this incident. Mm. Um, What I mean by that is, like, I could see, i said this in the moment, having that thought process and digging in, but after the dust cleared, there was a lot of comments and things written, and... By those implications Mm -hmm. that we have not found to be true, Mm -hmm. it labeled us as either we have a weak link, we allowed something, we knew, whatever it was. And so because of that, it enhanced this for more weeks and weeks. And I think that was, I don't want to say self-serving, but that was his stance and that was what's best for him at the time. Sure. Yeah. So that's okay. Mm. And uh, so that's 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 mm. what I have to say about that. Mm. And and you know, and I I really mean when I say it's not personal, it's mm. business. Mm, mm, yeah. Mm. Right. Sure. And you if have I'm going to gonna be honest with you, a lot of the players mm. now are playing deeper.
0: Uh, absolutely. Right. Have absolutely. you not noticed the games playing deeper absolutely. because Garrett's not 100%. there?
1: Right. So there's yeah. more action. People are playing. Uh, uh, deeper and more people are willing to play and so you know that's just what's happened and it happened organically because of mm. that incident mm. you know mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. sometimes things happen
0: no and and i think that you know you're absolutely right the show is bigger than any one person it is you it, know it
1: wasn't before mm. and some people had made that real clear and we had to jump through a few hoops and sure. and be on our toes but now that's
0: not the case sure yeah, yeah. It, it goes on you know i'm not playing this week who cares You know, it doesn't matter, it goes on. It's better with you, but I get what you mean, yeah, of course.
1: Uh Uh Uh-huh. Um so Ben, with that said, Mm. is there anyone in the poker community for whatever reason that you just dislike? Don't like? Can you define dislike? (laughs) Well, dislike for any reason. Personal, business, just dislike. Don't want to be at the table with, don't want them in your game. Uh, Think that person is not good for poker. All those things.
0: Mm. Mm. So I think this has been expressed by a lot of people. And I think I speak for a lot of people when I say this. The poker community is a really, really interesting place because you get the very best people and the very worst people at the same time. That's very well said. Um, You know, it is because of poker that I've had the opportunity to meet some awesome, awesome people and forge incredible friendships, you know, that I think will last a very, very long time. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that the poker lifestyle is so unique that, you know, when you sit down across the felt From somebody for the first time and you talk to them about you know a hand you played or a a beat you took automatically you know a bond begins to form and this is true of any card room any casino anywhere in the world at any stakes right it's very rare to be able to do that in any other game right but at the same time you know because of the money involved in poker And, you know, when you play high stakes poker, the money is often, you know, a very consequential sum that might be life-changing for some people. So, you know, you also get certain behaviors that occur a lot more frequently within this community than elsewhere. Okay. You know, scamming, you know, uh, Owing money and not, not returning it, Mm -hmm. you know, stiffing people, just general dishonest behavior, you know, cheating, you know, uh, there's been a number of cheating scandals in, in high stakes poker in, in, in the last two years. Yes. Um, some of which, you know, unfortunately you've been dragged into, you know? Yes. Uh, 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 and that's just that's just how it is. So I think that I think of poker as a very pure and a very beautiful game, you know, where it's like, it's like gladiatorial, you know, the moment you sit down and. Okay. We're not on the view. Get your hand off your chest. <laughs> the, moment, the moment you sit down with your chips at the table, the moment the cards are dealt, yeah. you know, it, it's like you're entering into this, sacrosanct you know dual ground okay where you're just trying to best your opponents sure and i think that makes it very pure and very beautiful because anyone can win you know um and it's purely it's a pure meritocracy but you know yeah there there are people that engage in 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 you know behavior that that drags us all down
1: so here's what i want to say yeah okay I want to say if you ever decide to run for Senate, no one will have to train you on your answers because you just took you just took five minutes and walked me up the stairs, down the stairs, around the block. And I know you're doing it, and I'm cool with that. And if I was, you know, if I was like, because you know what's funny? I love this. What's funny is I see people like in interviews and they get like, they'll get that answer. And the yeah. interviewer will go to the next question and I'm like, He didn't answer. Ask him, do your job. But I'm not going to do my job because I know you're not going to answer and I respect that. But I was thinking the whole time, this son of a bitch (laughs) is, he should you will not need to be trained if you want to become a politician. All right, all right. right, Here's what I'll give you. Here's what I'll
0: give you, right? Um, Like everyone else, there are obviously people I dislike. There are obviously people that I think are a discredit to the community. Yes. Um, I won't be mentioning any names. Fair enough. um, You know, unfortunately. That is your right. But, you know, these people do exist. I think your question was, are there any people who you think are bad for the game? Nope. Nope. My question was, is there any people that you dislike
1: and who are they? I don't think you asked who they are. No, but but that's what I meant. (laughs) 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 But we're
0: done with that. Yeah. That's fair. All
1: right. So let me ask you this. Are there any uh, players that ask you to stake them?
0: All the time. Do you? No. That's probably a good policy. Yeah. Yeah. So even if they're close with you or friends? No, so so I have staked and bought action in players before. That that much I'll say and, and, and Sure, sure. I've actually done pretty well. Um, but um, like if someone at the table
1: says, Hey man, and you know, I need to borrow a couple hundred grand Oh, like that? Yeah.
0: So when 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 you say stake, I mean Well I guess what you're what right. Stake
1: is- and that. Both. Will some would you stake somebody to go play as your horse?
0: I have done and in, in opportune you know moments where I think that you know it would be a good decision I would consider it got it but what I mean by no is um every single day I get dms hmm. on social media from people I don't know oh yeah asking me I get those if days. I will stake them that's crazy if I'll give them an opportunity because they work really hard and you know of course and, and that's I'll put no them in, yeah so yeah. it's a no and 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 I think that you know uh <laughs> I can't blame these people for taking a shot but i don't think that your time is best spent approaching strangers on the internet asking for tens of thousands of dollars because it's probably not going to happen of course but Mm -hmm. like you said the kid took a shot yeah what are you gonna do what are you guys Uh,
1: (laughs) so if you want to say since we're we're kind Mm -hmm. of on that subject what do you think about the whole jack four incident do you want to just give your like
0: real quick take or do you kind of feel you Mm. did that or Uh, it's up to you on that incident first of all I think you guys handled it well I think you guys handled it transparently Uh, you guys communicated more than you needed to yeah Um, and I'm not saying that just to flatter you I know I'm hoping people believe that you really mean it because most
1: people there's some people out there that don't think we communicated enough
0: no I think you you communicated more than you needed to I think that You released information as soon as you received it, right? You know, without taking the time to dress that information up in a way that would benefit you, right? Now, as for the incident itself, right? I think that, you know, I okay, so I just think that we have to abide by the principle of innocent unless proven guilty. And I think that no matter what anyone says and no matter what circumstantial, you know, You're right. background, contextual factors, you know, might be taken into account. The fact of the matter is we have to regard every single person as being innocent unless they're proven guilty. And As soon as we depart from that principle, I think we live in a very dangerous world, and we're opening up a can of worms. Um, I couldn't agree with you more. I've said that from the very
1: beginning to the very end, uh, unconditionally. And I think you guys tried to search for evidence. We did that might. Ben, we would have put it out. Yeah, we would have to our Mm -hmm. detriment. We would have put it out Mm -hmm. because I believe you. It is what it is. If it happened, right? Yeah. Yeah, I believe you.
0: Yeah. Now, look, I have played in poker games before. Where cheating did objectively happen, right? And there was firm, hard, concrete evidence yeah. that cheating took place. Yeah, and they didn't even, you know, communicate it to the players as well as you did.
1: Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
0: There's always a cover up,
1: you know. Of course. And, and yeah. I don't think that you guys—they want to protect their game. Yeah. And I don't know. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah, no, I know it's unfortunate.
1: Uh, it's the it's the industry we're in, yeah. right? Um, how did you find us, Hustler Ryan Casino Live?
0: Me. He found you. How did he find you? He found me, I think, because I was playing in some private poker games um, back in 2019 or 2020. Oh, and uh, you know, I had played with him a bunch. Uh, okay, at the the other casino. Yeah, the one that uh, you can say names. It's okay. <laughs> the one that Ryan doesn't like. Uh, I don't know who he doesn't bike, like. The bike. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't, I don't yeah, know. I, yeah, I, I I played in a bunch of games with him um, over there he he knew about me he knew i was an action player yeah. i think uh, he thought you know i was going to be great for the show do you like of, to be
1: known as a whale
0: yeah you do of course i do yeah i mean look at the end of the day you want to be you see poker is a very interesting subculture because it is probably the only subculture in the world where the better you are the less your peers want to associate with you. Mm-hmm. You know, can you imagine being a really good doctor and being no ostracized? want to bo- talk yeah, to you. Yeah. Yeah. It is and, a weird yeah. industry
1: like that, isn't it? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it benefits everyone, not just me to be seen as, you know, um, a mark, a mark yeah. right now. I think that, uh, Objectively speaking, I mean, if you if you look at, you know, the amounts of money that I've lost, uh, I'm not saying that I'm losing a lot right now. But if you look at some of the money I've lost in certain spots in the past, I deserve to be called a whale. Uh, you know, I've lost a lot of money, especially in small games. Yeah. Um, well, you almost broke a record in the Tuesday anti game, the 5-5 game. I didn't almost. How, how I much did, was it? I did break a record. <clears throat> how much was it? I think it was one, 160. Yeah, I you was in there. that game. Thank I you doubled for I you up in yeah, thank hand you.
1: one. You did? Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of snipers. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I doubled you up in hand number one. You know. You tried to yeah. bully my image. Well, I mean, I had a straight. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, that's funny. Against most other what, people, that would be good. Yeah. <laughs> One thing... That's fu- that's funny. One
1: thing I want to thank you for, though, <clears throat> is your loyalty. You've mm-hmm. been really loyal to us. You mentioned the other place, this place, but, you know, not all the players are... You know, they're, it's free country. You go where you want. You do what yeah. you want. But you have been extremely loyal to us, so we want to thank you for that. Like, no bullshit. Yeah, I mean, I, think, to I think you guys
0: are loyal to us. I think you guys, you know, treat us with respect. I think that you guys are fair in your dealings with us I think you guys are transparent you guys are communicative and as a participant you know on the show that's really all we can ask for and yeah that's all I can ask for um and and so I I give loyalty where it's due and and I think that you know um I I I want to say thank you for the opportunity to be such a big sure. part of your show <clears throat> it's our pleasure man um thank you so Something
1: you're known for, and you might you're probably going to need to explain mm. these two words, okay? Mm. Um, you're a big advocate for social mobility, mm. okay? Mm. Mm. And you probably are going to have to explain what that is and why it resonates with you.
0: Sure, so social mobility basically means having the opportunity to get ahead in life, yeah, okay, mm-hmm. to be socially mobile, right? Meaning to improve your social status and your place in society um, at various points in your life. Now, I don't know if you realize this, but social mobility in the United States right now is at an all-time historical low. Okay, let me give you some statistics. Mm -hmm. Did you know that in America today, if you were born after 1990, that's the majority of our viewer demographic... If you are white, born middle class, and have a college degree, so you have to have all three. If you have all three, then you have a 25% chance of owning one home in your lifetime. Yeah. One. So even if you were born middle class, you are facing an existential struggle to just remain in the middle class.
1: Well, I'm going to go ahead. and uh...
0: So I care a lot about that because yeah, I am... So my, my grandparents were refugees, not immigrants, but refugees. Um, they were fleeing a civil war. And if social mobility didn't exist at the time, there is no freaking way, you know, I would have even been able to receive an education. Yeah. Never mind, you know, do what I do. Right. Um, I just think that if one works hard and if one has ambition and talent that they should be able to get ahead you know and I'm not saying that we should be giving handouts to everyone who just complain about life being unequal because life is unequal but people should at least have a shot at getting ahead if they try if they are hardworking if they're talented if they're resourceful and ambitious the trouble is and I think a lot of people don't realize this that if you're a young person today, it almost doesn't matter how hard you work. I get. It. You know, it almost doesn't matter how talented you are. A lot of the people that work for me are far more intelligent than me, mm-hmm. far more hardworking than me, and they can't really get ahead either. And I'm, you know, trying to get ahead. I'm, I'm trying to help them get ahead. Yeah. But, you know, every single time I, I, I uh. uh interview you know for a for a job vacancy and i have to say no to 25 people um even though they're highly qualified yeah um it it just pains me it it truly does
1: yeah well you know i'll say this uh you know do it on a cursory level not get too far into the weeds but you know my my oldest daughter is born in 98 and then the Mm. rest after that and i have such a fear for them in this economy in this world that they live in for so many reasons social reasons but economic reasons mostly um and it's just the way it is and like there's you could probably speak on this way better than i could but the way that our economy has been structured with the fed it has been structured so you cannot get ahead Mm. to the point of how you mean it right Mm, like mm. we're paying we're paying we're the money they're printing, we're paying interest on it, the, the the taxes we're paying, and just the way things are structured. And like, you know, I've often said, you know, people, <clears throat> like one of my daughters has a degree from Biola. Mm doesn't mean anything mm, doesn't mean and anything. God bless her for getting mm. it. She's mm. great, mm. but it means nothing. Doesn't There's the a billion people that have the same degree and there's not an amount of jobs and the kind of job you can get for it pays nothing. Exactly. And you know, back 20, 30 years ago, that was different. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so to that point, which are a million other factors, 20, 30
0: years ago, if you worked hard, you got ahead. You can
1: make it. Mm-hmm. You can get ahead. You would own a home. Yep. You get your home paid off. And this yep. is at like a minimum. Yep. Right. And, um, you know, but man, I could talk on this for a long time. This mm-hmm. is one of the things that really gets me and, mm-hmm. and interests me and I study. But with that said, and I do believe that some people should have help. I do believe that some people should uh, have assistance, but I also believe that too much of that, like we've uh, been accustomed to doing, hurts, Yes. hurts one's ability to be successful, right? Yes, I agree. So, and you know, I might take some heat for that. from. whoever's you know but that's just that's just mathematically the truth
0: it is so yeah i i I arrive at the same conclusion as you do through a different process so correct yeah we just took a different road right yes yeah of course yeah
1: well yeah yes so um okay uh what's your net worth (laughs) i thought i'd sneak that in on you now you want to see him running for senate
0: go uh, a, a smidge more than I put on the table every 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 Friday. <laughs> all right,
1: perfect. I never expect that answer. I just like to stun people with it. Um, <laughs> I mean, you
0: do play pretty big,
1: and there's some pretty big swings, so it's got to be a it's little bit. It's all, it's, all, uh, it's all on the table? Yeah, Bankroll on I, table? I, I'm staked. B-O-T? No. I, oh, you're staked? I, yeah, I'm staked. Oh, nice. Le- okay, good. Backers. No wonder you play the way you do. It's not your money.
0: <laughs> no, it
1: makes sense.
0: Actually, no I, I sell 200% of myself. <laughs>
1: Oh my God. That's so funny. All right. What else do you like to do and what else do you enjoy besides poker and, and buying businesses?
0: Um, so I've been scuba diving since I was 20. So that's 18 years ago. Um, I'm a, I'm a certified scuba diver. Um, you know, some people, they, they, they like to ski, you know, during ski season, they're always on the slopes, right? I scuba dive at least minimum four to five times a year. Do you usually during the summer? Yeah. Um, i usually go away i go to some tropical destination um and i'm just on a boat and nice. i just dive you um, ever go to fiji yes Fiji's yeah. awesome yeah yeah have you been to fiji? no fiji's great but i hear it's awesome because i know things but i don't like to yeah, travel or scuba great. dive it's so great. i can give yeah, you my wife has
1: went there many moons ago when we first got married but i didn't go are you afraid of the water
0: uh uh yeah are you afraid of like sea creatures i just don't want to be in water yeah i was going to uh, ask
1: you the next question is like have you ran into any sharks that didn't
0: like you uh, no So sharks uh, Are really peaceful They're mm. really Really peaceful animals mm-hmm. um, I think statistics show that There are 19 people a year Killed by sharks And believe it or not There are 450 people Killed a year By hippos Oh the hippos We got it in We got it in You know
1: I've heard And you would know more about hippos than yeah. me Because you love hippos um, That they're nasty Like yeah, they're aggressive really nasty. Yeah And Like even the lions They're gone If they go near a hippo It's true It's true Um, So yeah I could believe that But there is You know dude I grew up when Jaws was created Mm. The movie Mm. And I'll tell you what I saw that movie And that was it for me I just don't want to be under there. Mm. Maybe if I was in really clear water with a bunch of people around me and some people that knew what they were doing, that had some spear yes, guns that can
0: then, then go to Fiji.
1: Yeah, the water's really clear. But in I, Fiji. but then I'm afraid of like not having air. Like I'm just like that yeah. guy, you know. It's like I, I was a cop for for 18, 20 years, whatever it was, and and like that, I, I just like. People would never walk up to a car full of people that you shouldn't be walking up to a car, and I, and I love the adrenaline rush of that, mm. but I don't want to be under the water, and I don't want to be in a plane jumping out of it. Mm. I just don't. Mm. But I think it's cool that you do. I, I've done skydiving,
0: too. Have you? you? You know why I like scuba diving, <clears throat> specifically scuba diving? Tell me. You know, I consider it very, very grounding and very centering, and you know how... Um, I mean, I have a pretty intense personality Yes, and um, my day-to-day life is very competitive. It's very stressful. It's very fast-paced, right? And a lot of people, they talk about meditation, Mm. you know, as a means of grounding and centering themselves and balancing themselves. I've tried it. Um, I've hired top meditation coaches from all over the world, um, you know, to do like one-on-one sessions with me. It just, it just doesn't work with me. I, I think it just doesn't suit my personality, but scuba diving, mm-hmm. you see when you're scuba diving, first of all, the it's silent, you know, you can't talk and nobody can speak to you. Okay. Um, you have to be extremely mindful at all times. You have to be mindful of your body. You have to be mindful of your surroundings mm-hmm. and you have to focus on your breathing. Right. You have to breathe very, which is a
1: big part of relaxation. Is breathing right, right? So you have to do it. You have
0: to focus. You have to breathe very intentionally. Mm. Now, the only difference is in scuba diving. If you fail to do any of the above things, you die. Mm -hmm. That's the only difference. Yeah, no, that's the the stakes are higher. (laughs) See
1: now, that's the part right there. Yeah, uh, I don't like that part. You know, you asked me a couple hours ago. uh if i was trained in nlp and i was yeah and one of the parts in nlp that they try to train you on is how to meditate yeah i couldn't do it Uh i'm like you Uh uh-huh i couldn't do it i didn't know how to do it i couldn't get my brain to do that it made no sense to me i can listen to all the chanting and all the bullshit and the bells and everything else and i couldn't get there Mm. but i will say if you don't have time for scuba diving have you ever tried a cigar and a scotch (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, <I have. laughs> works it yeah, works yeah, and you yeah, won't drown yeah, yeah
0: it's true you won't so, drown so you won't, you I'm just won't throwing drown. that out there as a yep. second
1: choice I mean sure okay yeah all right <laughs> uh, last couple questions yeah do you have any I'm just gonna do them together any poker or life goals that you want to accomplish before you're not here anymore is there anything that Ben wants to do be known for get done or accomplish mm. in any
0: level mm. So first of all, I would like to visit 100 countries mm. by the time I'm gone. Um, I think my country count is currently at about 80. Mm. And when you've hit 80, increasing f- from 80 to 100 is really, really hard because you have to go to some really, really tough, difficult countries. Yeah. Um, so that, that is something that I really want to do. Yeah. I have already been to some places that you wouldn't expect. I've been to Syria. I've been to Cuba. I've been to Bolivia. um, I've been to Botswana. That's where I was literally chased by a hippo. Um, You know, I've been to a lot of these places. I've trekked. uh, I've done the Machu Picchu trek. I've trekked uh, the Himalayas. Hmm. Um, I've dived in almost every ocean and every sea. Um, You know, but there's still places I want to go. And that's something that... I would really like to do is, is visit 100 countries. That's cool. Yeah. What, um, what
1: mm-hmm. became your uh, fascination with hippos? Why? <laughs> I really want to know. I'm legitimately curious.
0: <laughs> so, I, I mean, I, I don't even know exactly where it started, but it has a lot to do with the fact that they're uh, the most dangerous land animal, hmm. right? They kill 450 people every year. And you know what the craziest thing is? they're vegetarian no kidding they just yeah. kill for sport no they territory kill, they kill because they're mad what do they get they, mad at they just they, they kill so most people who die from hippo attacks it's because they're on a boat and they're like cruising along on a river and they disturb a sleeping hippo and it gets pissed off that it, woke it gets it up. pissed off wow. and it just goes and that's it yeah so and it's anger they don't even eat you they, they don't, don't. Even eat. You. it's just anger yeah they snap Wow. That's it. Thank God
1: you're not a hippo or Ron wouldn't be here. Um, (laughs) See, I like lions, but lions are hippos' bitches, you know? So I may need to put a hippo on there. I've been thinking of it. You should. You should. should. I'm going to do it. Hippos only eat water hyacinth. Last question. Do you know Mm. what you call a pack of hippos? It's a bloat. That's right. You, bloat. Taught that. yeah. you taught me that. You taught me. I'm fucking around. All right. Blank check, Ben. This was fun. Thanks. I appreciate you coming down here. Yes. And I'm so sorry you have to be chauffeured back <laughs> to wherever you're from. But you'll get, you'll get over it. You'll make it. Thank you very All much right. for
0: having me. This was great. This is great fun. All right.
1: This is the Nick Fertucci Show. I am Nick Fertucci. And again, thank you, blank check, Ben. Envy out. <laughs>